Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod Presents Tuca and Bird Pod. Today, we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 10 of Tuca and Birdie, The Flood. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Hanging in there. End of Season 2, Kirsten. Can you believe it? Another season of TV down. Another one. Another one. We're just <laughs> crushing In the books. It crushing it honestly or two-thirds of the way through Tuca and Birdie and it's so sad because it didn't get renewed so like that's just it that's it two-thirds of the way through the whole thing sad I hope it gets renewed somewhere else down the Mm -hmm. line I love this show Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen the end but I look forward to it (laughs) it's like you don't even want to enjoy yourself (laughs) (laughs) no one else wants me to enjoy myself they're 30-minute episodes. Surely, mm-hmm. surely, surely you could fit one in from time to time. But yeah, we did it. Another season. In the books, baby. I think overall I really liked the season. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Strong ending. I don't think this episode is quite as good as the last one, but it's still very good. I think it's kind of like BoJack where it's like the second to last one is very strong. I do agree that last week was maybe a stronger episode but also this episode made me cry mm-hmm. this so, episode has a lot of feelings. maybe i like this one better <laughs> yeah yeah it's very good lots of it's hard it's hard to say yeah i do want to say kirsten and you know of course we love all of the horse girls equally but I am willing to make an exception and say, Hazel, our favorite horse girl, it is her birthday today. I think that we're allowed to like your literal sister mm-hmm. <laughs> more than the other people that listen to the podcast. I, I think it's very fair to say that yes. Hazel's the number one horse girl. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hazel. We love yes. you. I was going to incorporate it into what day is it, but I figured we should give it its own moment. And so her birthday will be on the 7th when this podcast comes out. Happy birthday, Hazel. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you're starting your day off right listening to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bird Pod. And I hope that this episode of Tuca and Birdie doesn't make you cry. That's right. I'm sure that all of the bullshit holidays will give you ideas of how to celebrate. It's a pretty rough day on <laughs> on the bullshit holidays. There is one real holiday. Okay. But I guess we, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, yes. Because what we should really be doing is grounding ourselves in this time and place of when we are recording this podcast, correct? Agreed, agreed. Okay. I didn't mean to rush us. Yeah, how dare you? Brian Scally, lead us in to what time <laughs> is it right now? What time is it? So it is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. It is 5.56 p.m. on the West Coast, 8.56 p.m. in New York, 1.56 a.m., on Friday, March 3rd in London, and 9.56 a.m. on Friday, March 3rd in Hong Kong. Six oh. seconds away from the end of the minute. We did it. We got there. I figured you must have been close. <laughs> yeah, we had less than 20 seconds to get it all done. Wow. wow. Tough out Incredible. there. You love it. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love it. What days is it apart from Hazel's birthday? Yes. So first, I'm going to start with the real holiday that it is, which is Purim, which is a Jewish holiday that commemorates commemorates the story of Esther saving the Jewish people from death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Esther, my sister's favorite story in the Old Testament. So 
I also enjoyed that story. I barely remember it now, but I remember liking it because it was the only one about a woman. <laughs> yeah, Esther's a bad bitch, you yeah. know? Yeah, she like, really she really is, gets shit done. Mm-hmm. And I love that Why about her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now to the dumb days. It is National Be Heard Day. That's what we're doing right now on this podcast. We are being heard. Yes, we love being heard. So share this podcast with your friends. Yeah, it's about marketing strategies. So our marketing strategy is to please share this podcast with three friends today and tell them to all share it with three friends as well, and so on and so forth. We could be a pyramid scheme, right? Sure. (laughs) Sorry, a multi-level marketing opportunity. Yes. You could be your own boss. (laughs) Do you get like a car or something if you're really good at it? Uh, If you're really good, you get to lease a car and also make the payments on that car. Nice. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> it's National Cereal Day. Are you a big cereal girl? No, I'll, I will occasionally get like granola, berries, yogurt, you know. That's not cereal. Yeah. Not a big That's cereal guy. a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess so. Are you a cereal guy? Mm, I like cereal, but I don't always keep it in the house. I have a hard time getting through like a whole box of cereal Mm. before it gets like a little bit stale. So it's not as good. A little easier now that Josh is around because Josh is a big cereal guy. So if I keep Mm -hmm. cereal, he might, he'll help me get through it before it goes stale. Lately, I've been really liking Fruit Loops. Okay. Okay. Because I'm an adult and I can eat whatever cereal I want. (laughs) that's right don't let anyone tell you different i would never let anyone tell me anything different it's national crown roast of pork day okay so that's a dish where you put the ribs into a circular shape with the rib with the bones facing upwards to make it look like a crown and then it looks like it's cooked and there's like stuffing in the middle it looks very it doesn't really look like a nice crown yeah yeah probably delicious for people who like pork maybe i don't know could never be me can say (laughs) it is national sportsmanship day all right well i guess um you could be a good sport if that's in your nature (laughs) um it is well i don't know it's not even if it's not (laughs) it is peace corps day okay so colonizers yeah i was gonna say do we what do we say about this <laughs> i know like i have i know one person who's like worked for the peace corps for like a long time and like went on a trip and then like works like in recruiting for it but mm-hmm. i don't know enough about what they do to even like have an opinion i just my instinct is that they're colonizers <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know either. I feel like it just became like a pop culture cliche to be like, here's how we'll convey that this person is like very woke. They went and volunteered with the Peace Corps. I'm Googling. Are the Peace Corps colonizers? This article by N.E. Wood 2021, Neocolonial Discourse in the Peace Corps. Good enough for me. It might be neocolonialism. Okay. Yeah, NPR talked about a radical alternative to the Peace Corps in 2011. Oh, wow. All right. What was it? So I guess over the last 10 years, it's, I don't know, it says the nation. I don't know. I think it's probably giving like people, making sure people have their own autonomy. 
It's my Seems guess. pretty radical. <laughs> quite radical. It appears that abolishing the Peace Corps has been a hot topic for at least 10 years. Okay. Well, it's a, it's up for curve. debate. Some people think it would be a mistake. Okay. I think probably we could do without it. But like most colonial structures, the removal should be a careful removal to ensure that you do not leave more harm than you've already done. Yes. Uh, incredible. <laughs> it is Plant Power Day, which is created by a plant-based food company that mm-hmm. says it's a day to take plants off the sidelines and make them the headliner of any meal. Plant-based mm-hmm. foods and drinks are placed first on menus today and become the main part of meals. May we recommend Impossible Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> oh, and do I ever. I cannot <laughs> stop eating them. It's actually kind of a, becoming a problem. <laughs> They're so well, good. Have you been able to find them? Still no. Wow. <gasps> you hate to see it. I know. It is also Unique Names Day because this week is Celebrate Your Name Week. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't feel like my name is that unique. No, you do not have a unique name. And I don't even really have a unique name, though people do often get it wrong. <laughs> people always but... spell my name wrong. How are they spelling your name? With an E. I don't know anyone who named Lindsay who spells her name with an E. People are mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah. I am of the opinion that if you encounter someone born in the 80s named Lindsay, they will spell it with an E. And if you encounter someone born in the 90s named Lindsay, they spell it with an A. And that is when the name died out. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll come back in like 60 years. There you go. Those are all the days. Great. Yeah, you're right. Not that many good ones for Hazel to... No, it's a bad day. So Hazel gets to really be the headline there. Hazel and Esther, the bad bitches of (laughs) March 7th. Exactly. Yes, incredible. Maybe we can just refer back to a couple weeks ago when it was like cinnamon bun and donut and pancakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please feel free to celebrate any holidays anytime. Yeah. Um, Should we jump into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. The flood. The flood. So it starts out, it is raining really hard in Birdtown, and we have mm. a wonderful narrator who is, of course, did, did you recognize the voice? Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, okay. I was scared for a second you were going to say no. Obviously, Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg is the narrator. Yes. When we ended the last episode, Tuca was staring at the window sadly, looking at the rain, and it was very perfect where she was just sad and the weather was copying it, and now it's just continued to rain and it's getting worse and worse. And Tuka's continued to be sad. So are yeah. they related? Maybe. Only once exactly. she works through her emotions does the sun come out. <laughs> That's a good point. We call that in the literature world pathetic fallacy. Ooh. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 But yeah, so it's there's a narrator and a beautiful history book talking about like the climate of Birdtown and how there's the jelly lakes that are always summer and then the area that's always winter. Um, and talking about the rainy fall this year in Birdtown. And the imagery is very much like it is flooding. People are really cold. There's one point where a bird like huddles underneath the leaves of a tree person and the tree person is just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I really love this book a lot. And I also like how many times Whoopi Goldberg is like, they were picking up their bird kids from bird school and going to cognitive bird behavioral therapy. Like just the number yeah. of times the word bird is used throughout this narration is truly incredible. 
Yeah, I really, I really love the narration, and I thought that it was a really fun and unique way to frame the episode. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end, and we find out why it was framed that way, and then it's just like, oh my god, what a full circle moment! Is so yes. so good. Yeah, it's awesome. The episode starts with Birdie in therapy, and she's talking about how things are weird with T- Tuka, but Tuka swears it's fine and that they don't need to talk about it. She's really talking about Tuka a lot. The therapist is getting like a storm alert on her phone and is clearly extremely nervous about the rain <laughs> and just is kind of like, yeah, we got to go. We got to get home. And Birdie is like, does therapy work? Yeah, she's very distracted. She spends the whole time being like, oh, yeah, like, well, first of all, she says the storm looks like a biatch, which really tickled me. But also she's just like, anyway, trust your coping mechanisms. You've made lots of headway in therapy. Let's go. Like, I need to get the hell out of here. Like, it's literally an emergency. We've got to go. Birdie's like, oh, I just wonder if therapy's even working. I just need a sign. And then, like, a paper flies up to the window that's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff. And then it flies off and, like, lands on the window of a woman who's being like, give me a sign. Should I leave my husband? And, like, lands on her window as well. No, it lands, like, on her, and then she flies away in the breeze. Right. Yes, right. <laughs> Lindsay watched the episode weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yes, I really did. <laughs> I can you tell you specifically when. Uh, I just thought the imagery of her grabbing the paper and going, oh, no, as it flew away was very funny, literally taking her away <laughs> from her husband. Yes, get out of here. February yes, run, 5th. girl, run. <laughs> like a month ago. Almost a month. <laughs> We find out that it is not even raining where Birdie and Speckle's new house is. And mm-hmm. Birdie can come to the new house right now, but she says she's going to spend the night with Tuka. She's worried about her and she'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's like, yeah, that way everything will be perfect. And Speckle's like, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to like do dude stuff. Like he said, I'm going to go to town on myself. And yeah. then he's also going to do tiger makeup. <laughs> Yeah, he says he's going to totally go to town on himself, and then the fantasy is him doing tiger makeup, not (laughs) him going to town on himself. I laughed at that. I did laugh at that. The mayors, Tim Tam, are talking about the discretionary funds, and they say, yep, use those funds to fix the levy. They are in agreement on this. But then the Moss's representative comes in and tells them to instead direct that funding to revitalization, and they instantly fold under gentrification and do not provide the money to the levies the levies have been there forever they'll be fine and there's a drainage system all good but the levies instantly break yeah they're like oh they're gonna last 100 more years so we will just choose to do nothing but it also seems like a weird call from the moss where the moss is like we're gonna create the moss mall and it's gonna have a carousel like who needs more malls right now i love the mall (laughs) that's because we're old I hate, no, even people our age, like, they don't like the mall, but I, like, <laughs> I love the mall. I go to the mall probably weekly. Oh, that's more than anyone I know. <laughs> I used to go, when I lived in Calgary, I used to go to the mall, like, four times a week. Oh, my God. I was just in the mall this weekend making a return, and it was the first time I've been in this mall since I moved to Vancouver. <laughs> I love the mall. Yeah. I can't wow. wait to be old as hell and wall mock wall no mall, mall. walk every day. <laughs> yes, in that sweet, sweet air conditioning. <laughs> oh, can't wait. It's gonna be great. Um, so we find out it's been two days since Kara said she was going to text Tuka and she obviously hasn't texted. Birdie has gotten a bunch of emergency supplies so that they can ride out the storm, but Tuka's concerned about finding Kara. She's worried about Kara in the storm. Yeah, her phone is screaming at her like, no calls. And she's like, well, what about from Kara? It's like, I said, no calls. Like, this phone is really uh, sassy. 
Yeah, I guess. And just like really hammering home that you have not received anything from Kara. So don't expect it. And she's I'm like, oh, but well, what if she's in trouble? Then you probably wouldn't be her call, Tuka. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuka is not interested in talking about anything. She's like, everything's fine. Kara's going to call me. We're going to move in together. No problem. And Birdie kind of wants to keep the peace. So she says, well, we need to fill up the bathtub with water and I need to make soup. So why don't we do this thing you've always wanted to do, which is eat a soup while sitting in the soup. <laughs> Terrible. It's gross. It's like the it's most her. disgusting thing I've ever heard. Tuka kind of... Yeah, Birdie initially is like, oh, what if Kara's actually like really terrible for you and you shouldn't be moving in together? And then uh, Tuka's like, well, you only saw one side of it. Like when it's good, it's so good. And also we shouldn't talk about this because look at you. When you started therapy, your body started falling apart, which is like kind of mean. It is a little (laughs) mean, but her body do be falling apart. I can understand not wanting your body to also fall apart. Yes, very fair. But this soup tub, very gross. (laughs) It's so nasty. And then Tuka says, I bet all this garlic is preventing yeast infections. And Bernie stands up like, I'm out. I'm out. And I was like, yeah, correct decision. (laughs) You cannot eat this soup. This is disgusting. Yeah, they refer to the bath as being kind of spicy. And then that's when she says that thing about yeast infections. It's like, no, this is a nightmare. My notes say this is horrifying. (laughs) It was horrifying. I agree with your notes. So... Then they hear a scream from upstairs and it's Dapper Dog. My ephemera. <laughs> all of his duck bills, rather yes. than play bills, are all soaked because there's a leak and he's trying to dry them all out and he's very stressed. They try to check the news and, to, and Birdie is so excited to use her hand crank radio, but she uses the crank and then it says on the back, like, warning, do not use crank. <laughs> so they have to just watch the news on Tuka's phone. Yeah, yeah. I really liked Dapper Dog's lines all the time, where he's like, "Oh, my kingdom for a desiccant." He's he's too much. Dapper Dog yeah. is too much. He is, and they yeah, they basically say like the levees have burst, and the water is all around, and you can actually see the lighthouse in the background, and obviously that reminds Tuka of Kara. Yeah, and Mares Tim Tam are right there. They say everything's fine. Then they get onto a helicopter together. They mm. s- talk about the drainage system, but the drainage system has become clogged with moss. So mm. um, nothing is draining properly. They get away on the helicopter, but they're like fighting on the ladder. But I assume they're both fine. And yes. the newsman gets into his submarine and tells everyone to get out of town. If they have the means to do so, notably. Yeah. <laughs> And Birdie's like, oh, so I'm j- we're just on our own? Like, should we try to evacuate? Yeah, and they, they're like, use your helicopter or other private vessel to get to safety. And then Tuka's like, well, or I guess, who was it who said you heard our turd mares? That was, I think it was Dapper Dog. Yeah, it seems like and they're then, a word he wouldn't use. But then Tuka's like, what? You can't say that about my brother and sister. Yeah, Tuka's like, that's my brother and sister. No one can say anything bad about them except me and the prosecutor who's trying to get them taken out of office. Yes. <laughs> It seems like the right move, honestly. Yeah, honestly, yes. Uh, <laughs> Dapper Dog goes up to the roof to stay safe. And Birdie's like, let's go up there. Let's stay dry. Like, it'll be okay. And Duke's like, no, I need to find Kara. I need to make sure that she's okay. And so Birdie's like, okay, well, I'll come with you. What a good friend. I mean, you can't have Tuka going out alone in this. It's like... Yeah, I know. It cannot be exaggerated how wild this flooding is (laughs) yeah it's very bad and she's like all right let's go pack up all my emergency stuff that i have prepared for us like i'll come with you it's fine 
Yes. Then we do get a little part of the narration about why some of the birds can't fly. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought at the time as I was watching this, I was like, I completely forgot that I should be thinking of flying as even an option. <laughs> oh, at no point did I consider that these birds should be able to fly. Mm-hmm. No. Never occurred to me. No. So they pack the essentials to go find Kara. While they're packing, the water comes up and it like sets all the cups of emotions loose and they form Mm -hmm. ghosts flying around Tuka's head. She's feeling all of her feelings. Yes. Just before that, the stuff in the book, I, of course, was trying to read the other things in the book. Oh, of course. (laughs) And it was like, only 5% of the birds can fly and they mostly work in mail delivery and... Some can sleep while they're some can sleep while they're flying, and then it was like so you can take flying lessons, but it's really just glorified gliding. So most of them don't have this option. So funny, mm-hmm. it's too much. It's too much. Too much. Yes. Um. But yeah, so the feelings get released. Tuka's got all the mm-hmm. ghosts of her feelings flying around her head, and she's just laying on the bed in like a pit of despair. Yeah, she's basically just like completely, almost like catatonic, where she's just like lying there, can't move, can't do anything. And all of these little ghosts are flying around in circles. And she just feels very bad. And she's like, it's too many feelings, Birdie. And there's a lot of feeling. It's like all of her feelings. Mm -hmm. All the things that she didn't deal with at the time that she just screamed into these cups. Now she's thinking about them all. Yeah. And Birdie's first instinct is that her arm comes off, but she puts it back on. And then she starts getting Tuka to start talking about her feelings and starts therapizing her. There's one where she's like, oh, what's the sad commercial? Tuka's like, (laughs) it was an ad about a miniature horse. It was for a truck. (laughs) And then Brady's like, yeah, that one was sad. And then the emotion like pops and it's gone and she can kind of move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's quite a nuanced, heavy one where she's talking about getting sober and... Birdie's like, whoa, why would you be sad about that? And she's like, oh, you're right. I'm stupid. And Birdie's like, no, no, sorry, God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to question you. Like, tell me more about your feelings. Oh, so sad. <laughs> she says drinking was bad, but it was a comfort and it felt sad to say goodbye, even though it was a good change. Which, like, totally fair. Yep. A f- like, f- a wave of water comes, knocks the apartment door off its hinges. Birdie jumps on the door, grabs Tuka, and is like, let's go. And they go out the window <laughs> on the door into the night, into water that is up to, like, the fifth floor of an apartment building at this point. Like, this is <laughs> Noah's flood. Yes, this is very bad. And, like, in principle, they're going to rescue Kara and also heading toward Speckle because he's, like, still fine here. Like, why don't you come this way? Yeah, it has not rained anywhere by Speckle yet. Yes. Which I think further emphasizes that it's Tuka's feelings that have caused the rain. Because Agreed. when they get close to Speckle, then the rain comes <laughs> to him. So everything is bananas. There's like a bunch of people, including like the waitress who never shits, like on surfboards. And then <laughs> we see Birdie's coworkers all in a raft trying to save Holland, her boss, who is on the roof of Condé Nest, being like, no, I must go down with my ship. <laughs> uh, but Dirk like pushes him off the roof into the boat to save him. Yeah, and Holland's like, an entity, Captain must always go down with his employer, an entity he has no ownership over or stake in, but that he's dedicated his identity to nonetheless. Yeah. Very good takes here on You Can Birdie. I loved Birdie going, oh, I forgot to go to work the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I love that so much. They're just like, she's doing a great job. <laughs> well, probably her chair is facing the window and Holland's like, oh, she's deep in thought. She's so thoughtful all the time. So thoughtful. 
they also see the half fish half vibrator fish which i did not i don't want to touch that because i was already uncomfortable with the origin of them yes i didn't think you would appreciate them coming back (laughs) no it was disgusting to me that they were able to procreate a mystery. Mm-hmm. Birdie's continuing to pick up Tuka's feelings and just kind of get her to talk about them. And then she picks up one that is complicated feelings about mom. And she's like, oh no, take it back. And Birdie doesn't know what to say. And the emotion of it is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly they're like resting on the ghost really far above the water. And it's very precarious. Yeah. And Tuka, like, of course, is talking about it. She's like, oh, I feel, like, mad at her. I feel guilty and I feel remorseful and I'm grieving. And, like, obviously, this is a lot of very complicated feelings and this is a big cup to deal with. And she tells Birdie that, like, your attempts to help are actually making me feel worse. And then that's when Birdie's like, you're right. Like, I shouldn't be telling you how to feel. And Tuka kind of has a bit of a revelation where she's like, yeah, this one might just keep coming up. Like, we might not be able to deal with this one right now. This is not the same thing as dealing with, like, sad commercial feelings. This is, like, a big one that we will feel later. See you tomorrow. Bad feelings. Yeah. She's like, this one's just going to keep coming up over and over throughout my whole life, and I'll probably never fully resolve it. So we're done with it for right now. I'll see you tomorrow. And then the feeling, like, shrinks and they're back on the water. Yeah. Um, But after those emotions, Tuka is now extremely exhausted. She doesn't know if they're going to make it, doesn't know what to do. And Brady's like, I have an idea. Drink these. And gives Tuka a (laughs) coffee cup full of her nighttime thoughts. Uh Yeah. And she's like running through them all so fast. And she's like essentially just making the door travel extremely quickly across the water. It's like Birdie like pushes her beak into the water so that her thoughts, Uh like her speaking her thoughts will just like propel them like a motor. Uh Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) So silly. So Birdie goes to text Speckle, but her phone dies. And so she asks about the external battery pack that Tuca had brought, but it is dead because Tuca had to keep her phone at 100% charge because she thought Kara might call. So Birdie's like, okay, well, can you at least text Speckle for me? And the phone falls into the water and it's gone. So now it's it's just kind of over and... Birdie is stressed and Tuka is stressed and Tuka's like, we have look, it's the lighthouse. We have to go there. We have to see Kara. And Birdie's like, but what about Speckle? Like, she's not even nice to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very tough moment. And Tuka's like, yeah, but like sometimes she is, and isn't that better than nothing? And Birdie's just like, is it? Like, doesn't it's seem so like it's better sad. than nothing. Like, look yeah, at how you're feeling right now, Tuka. Is that better than nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see just like how completely wrapped up in this she was and how completely under her spell Kara had her where she's just like swimming along and she's like, Kara, I lost my phone. So if you try to call me, that's why I'm not picking up like this, this total almost like desperation to get to her. It's, it's very sad. It's extremely sad. She is swimming really fast, but like really struggling in the water and Birdie's paddling with a skateboard trying to get to her and get back on the door together. Thankfully, Tuga gets pulled up onto the lighthouse by the lighthouse lady Mm -hmm. that does the lighthouse keeping and birdie gets there as well tuka's extremely concerned about kara is she there is she dead what should i wear to the funeral like should i wear black should i wear something that kara would have liked but kara's at work and they have a whole giant medical boat like this boat is huge this is bigger than a cruise ship i was just gonna say it's like a cruise ship yeah and she's just standing there with her co-workers and 
Bertie's like, okay, so we came all the way out here so you could get to her. Why don't you go talk to her? And she's like, oh, no, she's busy with patients. And Bertie's like, you can plainly see that she is not. Yeah, she's just hanging. She's just hanging out. And Chucky's like, well, her work is very busy. She probably needs to decompress, which I'm sure she heard a thousand times in the few weeks that she was with Kara. And then Bertie's like, they're setting, I think they're setting up volleyball. Like, call out to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she kind of calls out, and Kara is completely ignoring her, and then she eventually sees Tuka and, like, looks directly at her and then just kind of, like, shrugs and turns away. She shrugs and literally turns away when Tuka's like, why are you doing this? Why didn't you call me? Like, what's going Mm -hmm. on? And Kara's just like, I can't deal with this. Shrugs and literally turns her back to her, and Tuka says, Birdie, I feel really sad. Mm-hmm. And Birdie says, I know. And Kara's being a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this very emotional conversation with Tuka and Birdie. Tuka's crying and Birdie set, brings out the cup about her keeping Tuka alone. And she says, I'm so sorry, Tuka. I never meant to hold you back from finding love. And Tuka says, you weren't holding me back. I was using you as an excuse not to try. Now I tried. And look what happened. And they're just like... <laughs> It's all out there now, and it's really emotional. And then we get the comedic relief of the lighthouse person goes, well, you know, sometimes friendships require some light housekeeping. Get it? Lighthouse keeping? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's such a beautiful moment. Like, there's also the point during all this where Tuka's like, is this supposed to feel better than just, like, screaming my feelings into a cup because this feels so bad and her beak and her eyes fall off and Birdie puts them back on for her. And I just think, like, between the last episode where we saw the dance where Birdie was, like, bringing Mm -hmm. Tuka back to herself and really making her kind of the best, happiest version of herself and helping her to see the good parts of her wackiness, here it's just, like, she is supporting her so much through this. And, like, I think last season we saw a lot more of Tuka supporting Birdie and even at the beginning of the season yeah. where she was showing up for her like on the bachelorette bus or whatever I think we're now seeing kind of how reciprocal early is where Birdie's like no I will help put you back together yeah and I think because when we saw the start of the show Tuka was already sober like I'm sure that Birdie had done a lot for Tuka Definitely. when she was drinking that we just <laughs> didn't get to see and so it felt like a more one-sided friendship but mm-hmm. now we see like this is such an important relationship for both of them and it's just so yeah. beautiful how much they love and care for each other and are willing to do anything for each other yeah yeah no it's lovely and I I think that's like the thing we've mentioned it several times but just this showcase of like friendship between these two women is just so good and so moving it's amazing and Bertie and Tuka hug and their feelings are all resolved and the sun comes out and Bertie says look all your ghosts are gone (laughs) yeah and Birdie says, sometimes I imagine years in the future, all of this stuff will be in history book and everything will be neatly explained and my own fears won't matter because this book doesn't even mention me. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, this is such big Ruthie energy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like my daughter, you're way in the future and everything is fine because she exists. So obviously everything had to work out. Yeah, it's definitely Ruthie energy. And that's Tuka asks, like, Bertie, how did you get us through all of that? Like, that was a lot. And that's how Bertie describes it. And she mm-hmm. talks about how it had, like, a soothing voice narrator. And yes. it's just charts and tables. And, it, like, her struggles are just so, like, insignificant. So mm-hmm. it's all good. And like, wow, that is one sophisticated coping mechanism. <laughs> you know what? And good for her. 
I like that. They have like a tele... No, the lighthouse lady has like binoculars and she sees a bird in trouble and it is speckles trapped hanging onto the weather vane of their new house because it is totally flooded. (laughs) This was maybe my line of... Well, my comedy line of the episode where she's like, a bird in trouble, some sort of nerd, but handsome, a DJ perhaps. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So good. A nerd, but handsome. (laughs) I love that everyone thinks he might be a DJ. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very weird recurring bit because I really don't get yes. DJ vibes from him at so all. Funny. Yeah, um, like a youth pastor, mechanical pencil salesman, DJ. Yeah, the first two I could see. A DJ, yes. not so much. So Tuka gets them to speckle and they save him from the weather vane. The house is completely destroyed. and mm-hmm. But Speckle says, but look, and he saved the doorknob for Birdie mm-hmm. that she out and she says speckle you are the prettiest doorknob so sweet and also i think it should be noted that when tuka gets them over to him she goes sprinkles we gotta save him so i love to think that she thinks that's his name <laughs> yeah i feel like it's weird because i feel like she knew his name in season one but now a couple of times <laughs> it sprinkles again and so i'm like is that just like a nickname they use from time to time like Maybe. does it represent something about their dynamic i don't really know mm-hmm. but it was yeah. really cute when she calls him sprinkles i like to imagine that it's like when like in the early days where she didn't think he was good enough for birdie and probably still is a little bit like fine i'm like slightly begrudging even though i of course love you now i like to think that she's held on to that as a testament to the early days yeah, that makes sense. Also, I love that Birdie is still just carrying Speckle like hours later. <laughs> yeah, she like is literally he falls into her arms like she's just holding him, <laughs> and it's it's nice to see Birdie rescue Speckle. Speckle does a lot of support for Birdie, and it's nice to see her supporting him. Agreed. Um, he is the prettiest they, doorknob. He's the prettiest doorknob. Kind of mean to call your boyfriend a doorknob, in my opinion. But <laughs> whatever you do, Fair. you Birdie. So they get back into town on the door. Everything is starting to dry up. All of the moss is gone. Tuga eats a little bit and she's like, ugh, it's lost all its flavor. <laughs> and bounce. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in that lives in the building still is up on the roof having a hot dog party. And mm-hmm. so they go up to get hot dogs. Tuka and Birdie eat hot dogs together on the balcony. And they talk about therapy is clearly helping Birdie. And there's been massive changes and it's doing really well. Tuka's like... Yeah, give me the number of your therapist. I'll tell her all the things you're lying about. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like, a, it's a very cute conversation with friends. And basically, this heavy rain has washed everything away, including the problems between Tuca and Birdie. And they are ending the season back together and hopefully stronger than ever. Yep. Yeah, and then our little closeout from Whoopi where she's like, and the moss died while all other life continued. Take care of yourselves. Good night, little birds. It was so cute. Oh, good. <laughs> Having Whoopi there is just such a amazing choice. Like, she just sounds mm-hmm. so, she's such a, a fucking good voice, and she did yeah. such a good job acting in it. Mm-hmm. And Great choice obviously, for the voice. like, like Whoopi Goldberg does not need introduction. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. everyone should know her. Yes. EGOT winner. Ugh, EGOT winner. Just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the post-credit sequence is the therapist. What's the therapist's name? Do we remember? Oh, I... It doesn't matter. The therapist is like... her name is on... Joanne. 
That sounds right. She's like therapizing that horrible girl from the Bachelorette episode that Tuka was like, I am not going to like you. (laughs) And that's it. Season two of Tuka and Birdie. We did it. We did it. Yeah. We are going to take a break now for a little bit so that Lindsay can focus on her school, which is very important and expensive. So it should be her top priority. (laughs) Agreed. So expensive, honestly. What did you think of season two compared to season one? I think I like it more. Mm-hmm. I feel like at no point during season one did I really want to just like watch a bunch of episodes in a row. And mm-hmm. season two and spoiler alert, season three, I binged because I loved it so much. And I just feel like it has a lot stronger of a sense of self in season two. And mm-hmm. we are more grounded in the characters. It wasn't so much just about Birdie. We got to know everyone a little bit more. And I, I, I just loved it. I, I definitely feel like I'll rewatch season two of Two and Birdie in the future. Yeah, no, it was really good. It's too bad that it's not as easily accessible as season one. Oh, I think so true. Lots of, yeah, and I think, yeah, I agree with you. There were moments in this season where I was like, okay, I just have to keep going. Whereas, well, I guess I did keep going with season one for a little bit, but it didn't feel the same. And like mm-hmm. by the time we got to the Jelly Lakes episode in season one, I was like, okay, this is incredibly powerful stuff. But I felt like we got so much more of that in this season. And I also think that, yeah, like they knew more what to do with Tuca and it just felt a little more balanced this time. And yeah, yeah. I just think it's an excellent season. A hundred percent. Do you have any predictions for season three? Mm, I've already watched the first two episodes, so I won't say anything about that. But I'm thinking probably we'll get more about like Speckle and Birdie's relationship. Maybe like now that their house is destroyed, is it like maybe they'll think about other like, do they want to look for a new house? Do they want to get married? I don't know. Because that was something we talked about where we haven't really heard that much about like relationship progression or if they're just planning on being like, we live together and that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, Speckle strikes me as the kind of person who's like, I definitely want to marry you immediately. And is just like waiting on Bertie. <laughs> I could totally see that in their dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Amazing. Dude, I don't think we have any feedback, do we? Oh, actually, we got an email. <gasps> Ooh. This email is from Nora regarding episode nine and episode 10. I was right about Kara. The dance has one of my favorite scenes from any animated show ever. When Kara and Tuka dance, Tuka visibly shrinks. When Tuka and Birdie dance together, their moves complement and build on each other's performance. It's really beautiful and showcases the problem with Tuka and Kara's relationship perfectly. I know Kara promises to do better, but she never acknowledges what she did wrong or how it might have hurt Tuka. They have a super toxic relationship and Kara ghosting her in the flood could send Tuka spiraling as she has trauma surrounding abandonment. But as long as she has Birdie, they'll work through it. Love from a fellow Canadian, Nora. Thank you, Nora. Thank you, Nora. I love that opinion. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, wonderful. Agree very much so. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll have some more takes at some point about season three. We're gonna we're taking a bit of a break. Lindsay is gonna have her head in a book as she should, and it's it's gonna be good. And I, you can still hear 
more of her by listening to The Simpsons Then and Now, podcast of tomorrow, as well as her appearances on post-show recaps. You can get Lindsay if you if you are feeling the itch. <laughs> and as for myself, Big Brother Canada is coming back, so there will be podcast coverage of that over on Rob Has a Podcast. And you can hear me talking about pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics over on Mess Magnets with Sasha Joseph. And also on RHAP, on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed, we just wrapped up talking about Perfect Match on Netflix, which was really fun. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. And you can follow our podcast at Bojack Horsepod. You can email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. And we will get through all the feedback when we return for season three, episode one, leveling up. See you then. Bye.